Welcome back to the EPL show one more time this evening. But for this last little section, we are joined by a very esteemed guest. I'm, of course, referring to Pakua Frimpong. Pakua, how are you this evening? Esteemed is the correct word. I'm also quite heated. I've heard a lot <laughs> in the producer's room today from all three of you, and it's less so, Nick. It's, it's, it's disgusted me. It's um, upset me. But you know what? When you spoke about that record of longest you know, teams staying in the Premier League, I felt, I felt proud. You know what? Because we're a great club and a great team at the moment. Great club or team? Oh, yes, we were talking about this. It's quite funny. It's a good reference to before. Um, we are a great team and we're an okay club at the moment. Okay. An okay club? <laughs> okay that? club. See, that, wow. was the, that was the opposite way around. That, that's what I was thinking. Oh, do you think I should have I said mean, that? Arsenal's got this proud history. So. Yeah, no, no, but the current this... ownership, you know, makes me iffy. Okay. So that's, okay. that's why. But, like, All you right. know, the legacy of the club is fantastic as always. No, I'll pay that. I'll pay that. Yeah, you Invincibles. You remember that, Josh? Remember the players that were in that team? Yeah. I do. I, I do remember that over-romanticised team of the mid-2000s when Dennis the football Burkamp, in the Premier League Patrick was Vieira. a much lower quality than it is today, technically your, and tactically. Do you remember your Manchester United side in that, that league, that season? I, I do remember that team. Oh, okay. um, oh, that's got world-class talent. And, and United's tried to turn back the clock and, and put a rude Van Nistelrooy-style goal, goal poacher up front and Fortunately, like the march of history, <laughs> you can't avoid it. Tactics have evolved since then. So, Oscar, no, go, go ahead. This is your show. You and Nick's use. Go for it. That, that, that's all right. I feel like a child <laughs> between two fighting parents. It's very intense for me. Uh, well, look, Pakura, I, I'll ask you to just to just guide this Arsenal discussion because when I walked into the studio tonight, you you didn't need a second invitation to tell me about your frustration with the. I think the media's perception or treatment of Arsenal Absolutely. now that in the Premier League, going on quite a good run, it seems, getting, getting themselves in prime position to secure top four. Absolutely. I, I heard this just ridiculous discussion about if Arsenal have overachieved this season. And I Nick Hughes alluded to it earlier in the show. And I was a harsh cricket cri- <laughs> critic. Critic. Cricket. 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 What yeah. sport are we talking about? <laughs> um, a harsh cricket. Cricket. Uh, critic of Mikel Arteta and the Arsenal squad because I was thinking about the season before and all I'd seen from them. So I can only judge the future on what I'd seen in the past. And. It wasn't looking too good, but you know what? I've turned the corner. I don't even remember what I said at the start of the season. I am all on this train. Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, all these players playing tremendous. A lot of people didn't pick Arsenal to even make Europa League. so Including you. Getting, no, exactly. So, absolutely. So the fact that we are potentially going to make Champions League, and it is we are the front runners for it, how have we not overachieved? Because the step from Europa League to Champions League football it doesn't really matter about all the other teams in the Premier League. We have done incredibly well to win the games we need to win and be great in a lot of those games. And even in that Watford game, I know it was 3-2, but if anybody watched that game, we were dominant for a large portion of that game. So we've got the Fairweather fan over here and then the true believer wearing the <laughs> Arsenal jersey on Zoom. Nick Hughes, you never doubted Mikel, did you? Well, no, I, I didn't. I, I didn't quite think it was going to happen this quickly and I... I do think there's an extent of Arsenal probably taking advantage of Manchester United being quite poor across the season, Tottenham being quite poor across the season, West Ham sort of regressing to the mean, if you like, uh, and running into a... Regressing to the moise. Yes. (laughs) And um, running into a poorer patch of form. Leicester, who of course have been fighting in the top four, uh, have had an awful season and are sitting in 12th. So 
I do think that there is an element of, um, you know, maybe this this has been fast tracked slightly, uh, and you know, the telling factor might be if they can um, continue next season and make the top four again next season. If of course um, they they do hold on and make the top four this year, but no, you're right. I've I've always thought that Arsenal should should give Mikel Arteta plenty of time. I've always had massive faith in the the young players uh, or the the main sort of trio um, that have come through in it's Saka four Martinelli, players, four players, don't Saka forget. Martinelli and Emil Smith Rowe. They've of course bought Martin Odegaard uh, and a few others. Um, Interesting to see what they do up front in the uh, in the summer because Lacazette uh, certainly appearing like his contract won't be extended. Eddie Nketiah, the same deal. Uh, and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, of course, uh, has already left. So they're going to need probably at least two centre-forward signings. Uh, we'll be interested to see who they might be. Of course, they were heavily linked with Dusan Vlahovic, but he's gone to Juventus. Um I think Alexander Isak uh, has been linked uh, from Sosizad, um, a, a pretty big talent, and another, you know, potentially good uh, young star to to come into that team. But no, across the board, I think Arsenal are, are very exciting. I think um, the Tommy Asu signing has been huge. Uh, Gabriel and Ben White, you know, Ben White maybe hasn't um, necessarily taken to Arsenal like a duck in duck to water or whatever that saying is. Um, immediately, you know, 50 million pounds, of course, was a lot of money. Of course, there's a little bit of that young English player tax that, that probably bumps it up by 10 or 15 coming from Brighton, but still a huge fan of him. Aaron Ramsdale as well. I uh, I, I think if we're pointing out and uh, the success stories in their squad, I think you have to talk about Aaron Ramsdale because um, if you listen to uh, certain areas of Arsenal support, um, you know, he was the worst goalkeeper to ever put a pair of gloves on in the history of the game. And they couldn't believe that they were signing this guy. Uh, and he's just about probably been the best goalkeeper uh, uh, league-wide this oh, season. Oh, come on. He's, he's that... third in the clean sheet race. I said, ju- I said just about. I said oh, just only, about. Nick, there's only two goalkeepers who've got better records than him. And they play for Man City and Liverpool with su- substantially better defences. I, I, being... I don't think clean sheets is a good exactly. measure no, of no, what no, a, no, but a goalkeeper. I, but I think his distribution... I think Jose, his... Jose Saar, I think, has had a better season... I think Allison, uh, I think, has been very good. Edouard Mendy continues to be important for Chelsea. But Ramsdale has been fantastic, and especially considering the reaction uh, that was surrounding his signing. Um, I wasn't one of those people. I just want that to be known. The other, very happy. The other Maybe name we I'd... should dredge up some of. No, no, no. I was footage. never a team team bird, Leno. I was done with that man three years uh, ago. That's, that's true. You were very uh, done with him. Certainly team uh, team Emmy Martinez. Team Emmy, yeah. I, I mean, the name we've omitted from our goalkeeper discussion is, of course, Scott Carson. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. <laughs> yes, well done. You know what is a good well statistical played. measure of a goalkeeper? What is that? Is the... Uh, Goals conceded versus post-shot XG, which yep. is... You love an XG stat, well, don't you, Josh? Expected goals, but post-shot XG actually takes into account the area of the goal that the shot was placed into and the statistical yep. likelihood that it would go in. So it's not about the strikers finishing, being poor or otherwise. It's about 
it, it actually narrows down the effect of the goalkeeper on, on saving those shots. And yes, he's not a modern keeper in the traditional sense of the word. And yes, he's not great with his distribution. But David De Gea is way ahead in that stat. He's had a he's turned back the clock. Yes, Manchester United are having a bad year, but they'd be a lot worse off if it wasn't for David De Gea. So I think in terms of the best mm. goalkeeper in the Premier League this year, I don't think there's really an argument. How old is Aaron Ramsey yeah, again? I've- 23. Who, yeah. who cares about his age? We're talking about if he's been the best keeper in the league. No, 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 age has I'm, got no, absolutely no, 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 nothing no, no, to do with it. Age, age has something to do with the experience of David De Gea and the skills that he has mm. learned over time. What, like Aaron Ramsdale, for his age, has done a, had a tremendous yeah. season and will get better and honestly could get to the level of David De Gea at his peak. So I think age has a factor to it with the skills that De Gea has and the artillery, you know, the weapons that he has to at his disposal. I, I do think that Arsenal fans overrate Ramsdale a little bit because of his... Uh, it's like the Ivan Kelliver effect at Melbourne Victory this season. Yeah. The, 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 the don't, vibes. don't put them in the same sentence. The, no, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't. Let's relax. Just in terms of the way they rev up the fans behind the goal. Like, Ra- Ramsdale has a habit of doing this and... Yes, I love the cult heroes and everything, and and he's become a beloved figure at Arsenal because of that. And he's also a good goalkeeper. That's what he doesn't have in common with with Ivan Kelva. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there is a tendency of supporters to to uh, take the emotional side of that uh, over what they're actually seeing on the pitch. So I, I would yeah. I would pump and the brakes a little bit. But I think he has yeah, saved Arsenal I, in a lot of games this season. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I do, I do see Josh's point, and I think particularly that save from the James Madison free kick early on in the season, mm. I think no matter what he, he might have done in the next five weeks, I think people, everyone, uh, everyone still would have thought that he was the best goalkeeper in the world just based on that one save. He um, because, you know, that was, that. that was replayed all, all over social media for, for days and weeks on end. But as, as you were talking, talking, Josh, I was actually – trying to pull those stats up it's it's quite interesting reading um so on fb ref um the post shot xg differential so yep. you're right De Gea is De Gea is ahead with 10.7 and Jose Sar 10.3 so essentially they've each saved well De Gea round up to 11 Sar round down to he 10 saved, saved 11 goals that he shouldn't have based should on the have average conceded. then then based on the average premier league keeper which is crazy it's a phenomenal yeah, stat so that is that is massive um then we got Allison and Debravka on 3 um a few others and you have to go all the way down interestingly enough mm-hmm. to 22nd in the league to find Aaron Ramsdale on a negative 1 I didn't. I thought that eye test mattered in football. I thought eye test was a really great. I, yeah, I, but some, sometimes the eyes deceive you. Do they? Yeah, Does sometimes. The guy, your eyes tell I mean, you that Aaron Ramsdale's not a good. Is not one of the best Premier League. Eleven games. versus of actually course. conceding one more than you should have. In terms of actually stopping the ball, there's no there's no comparison. I mean, Ramsdale is a better keeper with his feet, though. I'll give him that. Hundred percent. Have you seen? Oh, sorry, I think that the fact that Ramsdale has. Consider one more goal than he should have is further proof of, I think, what Arsenal have done well this season. If they've managed to achieve what Good they job, have. Oscar. No, you're, That's you're, it, yeah. you're Thank right, Pekua. Thank you. Thanks for ganging up on me. I, Thank I, I'm, you. I'm here to help out. I, 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 I've really liked Arsenal this season in the sense of how young their squad is. I mean, we're talking about the youth of Aaron Ramsdale, but I think that across the squad, the capacity to perform as they have with players who are, you know, 23 and under, you know, just about across the pitch, whether you're talking about. Kieran Tierney and Tomiyasu at Ramsdale, Vikaya Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, all of the above, right? This is a super young team that with a, with a really young manager. And, you know, if that doesn't get you excited as an Arsenal fan or even as a football fan in general, just to see this group of unproven, 
developing players kind of executing to the extent that they have. I mean, of course, when you do have such youth, the risk or the likelihood is always a level of inconsistency. So you'd expect to see mm. a dip in form from Arsenal at some point. But nonetheless, I think that we're that, that it's you know it's really exciting to see, and the football that they're playing is just about mm. the most attractive in the league. I mean, the goals that they scored against Watford were just incredible. Um, oh. it, it, even um, mind you, the Watford goal from Cucho Hernandez was it's probably the best. Also the incredible. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there were lots. Can, of great can someone goals. explain to me why Arsenal are suddenly fun to watch? Because some of Mikel Arteta's football, especially against the t- t- sides in the league that tried to defend against them, was insipid earlier in his tenure. I think that particularly with having Lacazette up front, it's really provided a sense of security. Like Lacazette might not score a lot of goals, but it's it's provided a level of connectivity between that mm. midfield that we didn't have before playing a Bamiyang up front who couldn't hold the ball up to save his life. Now having Lacazette, it's not really about the goals. I think the whole team is more united of an actual mm. system that we that works for the players that we have. I think Thomas Bain is like also a big part of that. Sorry, you go, Nick. No, uh, all good. I think Lacazette's roles, uh, role in some of those goals um, was was really telling, uh, particularly on what you're saying, Bakua. Um, especially the the Martinelli one, which was um, was from the throw in, and it was just all one touch, one touch, one touch, one touch, and you know Lacazette then holds it up and and lays it off for Martinelli. So, like I said, I, I think that's going to be a really interesting scenario for Arsenal going into next season with um, replacing Lacazette and and finding that striker to to lead them into the future. But um, no, again, and for the record, Bakua, you. Talking about people ganging up, I started the conversation by saying that Ramsdale has been fantastic. No, Nick, but the way you went, uh, just, and, was just and like, I'll, I'll, I'll even I'll even the statistical analysis with um, saying that he has the third best save percentage in the league with seventy nine point five percent. Mendy is on eighty one, and Jose Sar again at the top on eighty three point eight. Yeah, I to me that's a kind of an empty stat because it doesn't yes. take into account the, <laughs> the shots. I mean, it's it's good to have a good save nah, percentage. This man obviously, is a hater, I'm telling you guys, but, he's, he's not a good but, look on. But Josh. if your if your defense is more solid in front of you, then the shots that you face aren't going to be as threatening. So you know yes. you can have face one shot and it's straight at you and you catch it, and then you've got a hundred percent save percentage for the game. So you know I think that's that's heavily impacted by outside factors, which is why I like the the post shot xg differential, which is yeah I know nerd alert. But uh, <laughs> before before we go, Pakur, mm-hmm. speaking of nerdy stats. Course, I called the uh, the Invincibles overrated before the break. Much to your master anger, because you know that's that's a ridiculous statement. You know it. You know it in your heart. You do. Well, you know, you look at the amount, not just the amount of points that teams have racked up since then. Mm. Let's take Manchester City twenty seventeen. Is that a good side 18. of the league though? Like that? Like you could had a um, really great tweet about how the Premier League the, the teams going to score like over a hundred points or so. I don't think that's a good sign of a league that teams at the top... I'm not saying it's healthy for the competition. I'm just saying that, unquestionably, the quality of that side is is higher than it has been for any other team because they've concentrated all of that talent. It's crazy. Like, you think, look at the goal-scoring stats. Arsenal, in their invincible season, scored 73 goals in, obviously, 38 games. Manchester City scored 106. Uh, You know, there's 10 points difference between the two sides. So, you know, I'm not sure that... Um, I mean, maybe it was a better league when Arsenal were in it, but that's because they didn't have, they weren't able to as- assemble the same quality that some of the dominant teams now yeah, have. Yeah, but, but Josh, 
you can't deny that the the talent of that Arsenal squad is impeccable. And it honestly, if you're making the best mm. eleven Premier League players of all time, there are plenty of those players from that Arsenal Vincent squad that would make it in there. The best eleven from that team, absolute quality. But you put that side now in the Premier League today. And they would not. They they wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. It's not baseball. Like baseball, you can judge people. And they didn't have the same depth either. You know, the the first eleven was on. It was amazing. But Arsenal. But is it not? Is it not more impressive the the fact that you can get it out of a a much more limited squad than you can you have now? The squads are undoubtedly bigger now than they were back then. Mm. So is it not more impressive the what they were able to produce on the field? Mm. Well, I, I just don't think the actual concept of going undefeated is necessarily the most impressive thing because if you're playing more conservatively and drawing heaps of games rather than going for the win and going for the three points, I mean, you know, there's three points for a win and one for a draw. I just want everybody to be reminded that we did lose that invisible records because of a ridiculous uh, Man United player and Josh is a Man United supporter. So that's where all this hate comes from. It's just just pent up from, you know, his entire life. Don't worry about it. Well, if you want to talk about... You know, the game changing or the league being more difficult and you talk about teams surpassing the points total. The points total was surpassed about three years after. Mm. It wasn't just Man City and Liverpool no, in the last five at, years that surpassed the points the total. If you teams above now, I think I was looking for, like there's like four of them are in the last like four seasons though. Like, mm. So so I, I get what you're saying, Nick, but it's more prominent now than it was before. Is it not? Yes, but also you look at, the quality compared to the rest of Europe. And, you know, that Arsenal side never won the Champions League. Robbery. <laughs> I don't like they to came, talk about They that. came close. We did. They, get, they did come close, but they never won They never won the Champions League. Much like that, you know, Ghana losing in that World Cup quarterfinals and that Champions League, I don't particularly like to bring up those memories. They're dark times for me. They, make, they upset me a lot. So whereas, whereas English sides now, the top English teams are the leading sides in the, in the Champions League, increasingly so. I'm not a hater. I like Liverpool. I'm not a hater. I'm a hater of Man City, but I'm not a hater of Well, I, I mean, if you've listened to some of the things I've said about Man City and how boring they actually are for all their dominance earlier in this uh, in the season on this program, you'd, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a fan of Manchester City, but I think the quality is, is unquestionable. Anyway, we've gone way too long, so we should probably wrap it up, eh? We probably should. Yeah, no, it's been a, f- a fascinating discussion. Thank you for joining us for this final section, Pakua, and bringing all of your enthusiasm that you do. Nick, thank you for joining us via Zoom. Uh, Josh, thank you for your wisdom and guidance as always. And Oscar, thank you for hosting it. Thanks, Fakua. I appreciate that. I appreciate Sorry. that. Uh, I'm here to provide balance to the universe. <laughs> and, you know, that, that was perhaps needed at some point tonight. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week.